Welcome to Machine Learning. So as I was looking at uh, this robot and uh, this weekend, and uh, it it says that it has the similar. They build it on human dexterity and degrees of freedom of motion. So they use it to pick uh, cherry tomatoes, and so what it does is it. Uh, it, it goes up and down the rows and then it identifies a tomato that's ripe and it has three prongs. It reaches out with those three prongs, grabs the tomato, and then it twists it. Uh, but it can do that all day. And, uh, and then it drops the tomato into a bin. So they're thinking that... Uh, because this uh, this is a single crop uh, application robot, but they're thinking that uh, they can apply this to other types of uh, harvesting that require hand picking. Um, so maybe they could uh, they could have it go up and down um, a, a row uh, and pick. Uh, bigger tomatoes without damaging the fruit or uh, vegetables. So you have labor-intensive uh, jobs like uh, harvesting cabbage, harvesting cucumbers, radishes, lettuce, etc. So you just go into the produce part of the store and, you know, take an inventory of all the type of harvesting that would be required by a robot. Um, and so as more, more machines have been introduced in agriculture, there's been less labor uh, required to do the uh, work of harvesting and watering and, uh, and caring for the, uh, the plants. So now we have huge potato harvesters that uh, they, they clean out the dirt clods and the rocks. And uh, you have uh, uh, sugar beet uh, that cut off the top. I guess they do that. They come through and they cut the tops off first. And then they come through with another machine and uh, it, it pulls the sugar beet up and and like load it into the truck. Rice, you have the big combine hybrid harvesters. And so, you know, as you create more automation, it can do more things. Uh, the robots will be, you know, uh, extension of the farm equipment. So they'll have some sort of startup procedure and then, uh, you know, you'll have to keep it within a certain calibration distance of, of the plants, and then they can begin to do the harvest. It may actually drive the tractor um, that's pulling the bins, and uh, it's performing the harvesting. Uh, you, so you could, do, you know, have... <clears throat> one I saw with uh, apples, they, they were... The robot would identify the... Uh, apple, and then it would use a vacuum to pull the apple off of the tree.
Um, so agriculture and robots are going to be important. Uh, drones for applying pesticide. I think I've talked about that where they, uh, um, you can have autonomous drones or RC drones and uh, it, it can fly closer to uh, where the plant is and then apply the uh, pesticide. It may even actually be able to do some thermal scanning to identify where the pests are um, and apply the uh, pesticide where the, um, there's higher concentration of the pest. So you could have a lesser degree of pesticide in areas where there's not very many pests, where there's higher concentrations, you apply stronger uh, uh, levels of pesticide. So drones are being used that way. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of the big tractors now have GPS on it so that you can uh, you can do different tasks with the tractor and the tractor can drive itself. And so it's using the GPS to get its alignment and to, to know where its boundaries are. And so those things are like, uh, can be used for harvesting, they can be used for uh, uh, disking, plowing, things where you want to keep a straight line. So uh, the uh, uh, heavy equipment is really interesting to, to work with. I mean, they have a lot of power. They have to have a lot of discernibility. But then um, as you use the equipment, uh, it has pretty routine procedures. And so you can get things that uh, you can have routine automation for feeding cows so you could have a, a robot that uh, loads the hay bales up um, puts it on a robot then that goes out and feeds the cows you could have a robot that actually cuts the the hay um, bales it up picks it up and then stacks it so you can, one of the difficult things is to how to perfectly stack a hay bale. But you could have a robot uh, capable of stacking perfect hay bales. And then you could have a robot for loading the hay bales into the hay hauler and for um, feeding the, the cows. So you could have a complete cycle of automation and that would, uh, and that, and, and hopefully it could be running all together in coordination. And so one, one farmer then could, uh, could, uh, uh, feed all his cows. And then you also could have an automated, uh, milking machine so that the cow comes in, uh, is cleaned. She's clean, and then the automatic milking device is applied, and 
then when it's done, it's released and the cow is let, uh, allowed to go. So these are our things that in the modern age where electronics and robotics can play more of an active role and the, the um, ability to create greater degrees of freedom and uh, object recognition, object manipulation have now become possible and so the world of applying object recognition and manipulation uh, can be now applied to the to the work environment. <clears throat> I did see that uh, there was a company that was Walmart was going to use for restocking determining <coughs> what, what items were depleted and, and uh, restocking those items and apparently the robot wasn't fast enough and so they uh, abandoned that approach but I, I think that uh, what you'll see is that uh, maybe the approach is instead of having one large robot that um, attempts to identify parts that are missing or inventory that's depleted um, that uh, you could have a series of small robots that uh, maybe uh, almost like a Robos, Robosot or a Robocup where their task is to bring one can to a location and maybe they have then a stacking robot. So you have a retrieving robots where they go and retrieve uh, maybe just one can from inventory, different types of cans, and then they, you know, hurry to their location, and uh, maybe they just drop the can or put the can down where uh, it needs to be uh, put, stacked onto the shelf, and then the, the stacking robot comes along, picks up the can, and stacks it onto the shelf. So it works more along the lines of an automated warehouse uh, where, where things are being dropped into bins, where robots uh, are used in kind of like a traffic coordinated system in parallel and uh, things are dropped into bins and then when they arrive in the bin, then they are uh, assembled into a package and then shipped out. And so everything now is becoming more cellular in that sense, that things uh, have specific, uh, a cell has a specific list of items and uh, a certain dimension, and then they're packaged and shipped out. It's incredibly fast, efficient, and accurate. And um, as uh, more people begin to realize the value of delivery uh, then, and packaging, then more of a, uh, the, the older generation may decide to have their food delivered. So their produce delivered is delivered to their door and their canned goods are delivered in a box. And all of these items have been assembled by robots. And so the timeliness of arrival is 
you know, let's say within a day, and uh, the accuracy is very high because of the computer software, and the satisfaction may be uh, very good. So rather than spend the time to go into a store, you can just place spend the time placing your order, and then if there's reoccurring items, then you can put it on a reoccurring schedule. So the world of robotics is the world of convenience because it can do a lot of the work for you. And that's <clears throat> the, that's the advantage of a robot is its ability to do uh, work, manual work, that would require and human resource to do. And so where the companies that are then starting to offer this level of convenience uh, due through automation will be the ones that will be able to scale. So they'll be able to have add more robots on, onto the platform and they can have uh, higher through, throughput of orders being processed. And so things become more standardized. You know, the, the way things are handled becomes very standardized. And so I think that uh, agriculture is definitely a area where there's low amount of labor now used to be an area of high labor, but it's an area of reducing amounts of labor and more automation. Um, and so in the big cities where produce is being delivered in by semis, um, they may be able to build biospheres or spheres and grow their own produce there, have robots harvest it, harvest lettuce, radishes, cucumbers, etc. Package it and then have uh, drones deliver it to um, apartments or uh, have different boxes, almost like a drop box, for their cons customer where the drone will lower the package into the drop box. It might be uh, waterproof, so it could uh, you know, be outside and, and uh, it, the lid would open up and, uh, and then uh, they would be able to have place the contents in the drop box. Lid comes down. Now it's protected against rain and snow and uh, then a Wi-Fi message is sent to uh, the owner that they have a package um, in their Dropbox for a pickup. And you know, it could also include security too, so that might require a passcode to open. Those are all things that are possible with automation and, and technology.